Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. We are excited to have uh, Mr. Lalit Dingra uh, today on the episode. Uh, Lalit is the founder and CEO of Ensignis uh, Digital. Lalit, uh, it's great to have you here today. Uh, why don't you start with you know telling us a little bit about yourself? What is your journey till now? Uh, thanks for having me uh, here today. Um, as you mentioned that I'm the founder and the CEO of Ensignis Digital, which I started three years back. Um, this is a company which actually helps uh, the small to medium-sized uh, businesses in the digital transformation area. We are the management consulting team which helps those companies to in that journey. Uh, before that, uh, I was with NIT Technologies for 28 years. I started the software group uh, within the NIT and then that became NIT Technologies, and I was managing their business in the U.S. for 20, 21 years before I left them in 2018. Uh, around 42 years in the technology industries, I started my career as a programmer and moved the chain up. Um, in the first 10 years, is purely technical, building products, building um, applications and then uh, move to the management side of the business. Um, but all 42 years in information technologies. In the last uh, six months, I worked on my book. Um, it's a book on leadership. Uh, it's called Driven. I finished that book and it is now available on Amazon to be bought by the people. We just uh, did the global launch of the book in July. Okay, that's very interesting journey, I would say. Uh, talking about, you know, leadership, since you mentioned you wrote a book on it as well. Um, you said that, okay, the real test of leadership, you know, doesn't happen when everything is running smoothly. So I actually would totally agree with you on this point. Uh, what would you say that, you know, what are the behavioral traits basically that a leader should possess to be able to do justice, you know, to his or her leadership? So, I mean, when I say the leadership, um, the test comes when things are not going the way it should be. Uh So, and it never happens in any business or anywhere you find uh, that there are adverse moments in which one has to react to it. So, every person um, acts differently when things are not going right. Uh, Some will give away and say, okay, I can't handle it. Some people will say, okay, now let me take head on and manage it. So I think the the biggest thing is that to your people, you have to be honest, transparent, give um, correct communication on what is happening and managing those adverse moments or managing those um, things which are not going as per the, uh, as per the schedule, then you can, then you can get over it. You have to be um, collaborative with your team um, and listen to them uh, properly and 
then take actions. So if you're able to take actions correctly, um, then you can manage those situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, uh, managing a situation, correct. So in your view, uh, do you think if leaders follow Murphy's law more diligently, they can deal with a crisis in a much better way? And uh, it can also make them ready for leading in adversity because, you know, now is not time to be, you know, all, you know, stick to a process and be, this is a time basically where we have to innovate a lot. So naturally it will come with its own risks. So I I tend to a little bit disagree on Murphy's law and uh, adversity, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, connecting them. So, so let's take when you talk about Murphy's law, it says that whatever has to go wrong goes wrong, right? Mm. So, um, so that that happens in the smaller events. Um, I, I call it a smaller event than the big like uh, adversity, like pandemic. Today we are dealing with it, mm-hmm. or uh, we're dealing with let's say we dealt with nine eleven. Uh, that was uh, that was twenty years back, or right mm. so if you if you look at those events versus you're preparing for something and you are re-preparing for something if, if something goes wrong so for example we are having an interview right so i was making sure that i have power on my laptop i have to make sure that nothing goes wrong i have to make sure that my dog is inside the basement not outside mm-hmm. so those are and things to and maybe something may go wrong and but you're now taking a very corrective action immediately to handle mm. that Right. Where is an adverse? You cannot prepare for adversity. You have to deal with it in the sense that if 9-11 happened, nobody thought, nobody could prepare for 9-11. Uh, COVID-19 happened, nobody prepared for COVID-19 to happen. So uh, Murphy's Law, you can still prepare and maybe have one, two, three options available to you. Whereas in adversity, you have no options at that time. So you have to deal with it you have to come up very quickly things to uh, manage those business situations or manage those situations. The leaders in the countries have to manage differently. Uh, you are seeing that how COVID is being managed differently mm-hmm. by different leaders in different countries. So uh, adversity is to deal with it, get experience from it, um, make corrective actions, whatever you can. And uh, go through the experience and it helps you in the leadership to prepare for similar kind of adversity which can happen i mean if a downturn happen in a financial you're prepared now because you were not prepared first time but if next next time it happens it will be much better the leaders will uh, manage it differently that's my take on the subject that's uh, i would say that's you know something which i would also agree with you know, Murphy's law, yes, I mean, it can go wrong, but if you take corrective actions immediately, or at least you know that things are wrong, definitely, you know, something we can work on. Uh, but uh, I picked up something on that answer. You talked about adversity and then, you know, the times we are in, you attached it to the pandemic as well. Uh, so what is your take on the changing geographically, uh, geography of work, especially since the pandemic? Do you feel that this affects the productivity of employees? Uh, this is a very, very, very big topic. Actually, if you look at it from a, I mean, I will answer it from a technology perspective. So, mm-hmm. so 
you know, even before um, pandemic, you had um, IT projects being done in India. The customers are in the US. So you have teams sitting in different geographical locations. And uh, we were able to provide the same productivity gain um, as you have in one location, right? So what pandemic has done is that they have uh, created a different environment that everybody's at a different location and they're able to connect through the technology, which is what, what Zoom or, or any conference calls, which, which can happen. So uh, from that point of uh, view, the productivity doesn't affect. Mm-hmm. But what, is, what has happened in the last one year, there is a too much of, uh, you know, the geographical dispersions in the sense that people are at different locations. They're trying to try to get the work done. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, the productivity, I mean, how you define productivity is that, okay, I can get the work done and hence it is done. What it is, um, so there is a word called effective productivity. This says that are these productively effective enough? In the sense, can I share my ideas with a colleague and get inputs from the colleague? Um, uh, and can I have, you know, more open discussions, uh, you know, with the person sitting next to me? So that is a missing part. So I, 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 I give you another example. I, I am on the board of Georgia Tech um, in the U.S. So I was talking to some of the professors because we said, okay, how is the learning or teaching effectiveness now when you are when you are teaching the students who are remote and when you are teaching when they were in the class. So now the the collective wisdom was that either it should be totally on-site in -hmm. the classroom or it should be totally remote. So in the totally remote, the emotions are suppressed in the sense that you are are delivering. Your productivity is okay that when you're teaching, and t- students are learning, but your emotional touch are gone. Mm-hmm. And then when you are in a situation when it is some on-site and some people are sitting remotely, then the productivity goes down substantially because the, the professor is either looking at the screen or looking at the people in the class. So they have to adopt to that kind of a situation. So what I believe is that now we have we have seen for the last two years, almost two years, that um, you know the the Zoom culture of getting mm. the productivity to the level which it you know they wanted to get the work done. But I feel that it has to come back um, to our normal working, and that that's the the more effective productivity which will happen. Love the point of effective productivity here. You know, something everyone should look at it uh, differently now because, you know, we yes, we talk about productivity. Productivity is important, but then uh, effective productivity is something, you know, that can be taken one step ahead. So I loved your point there. Uh, let's, let's go back to the leadership uh, bit of things. So in your book as well, you have mentioned that, you know, leadership has by far the biggest impact on the company's culture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, does this mean that uh, people in the leadership positions actually set the tone and pace of the company culture? Uh, what 
what would you suggest uh, be the right measure for a leader to adopt no it's it's what i i have said two things in the book one it has to start from the top the culture mm-hmm. starts at the top right and the other important thing is that um the core values of a person dictates the culture that person wants to build in the company so let's say there is a founder and ceo of a company uh, whose whose values are i have to get the business at any cost who cares <clears throat> then the company culture goes yeah. then everybody in the company is going to be taking all shortcuts doing whatever they have to do and and make it successful yeah. right whereas if there is a person whose core value says i have to be honest i have to make sure that i do the things in a right way and i will going to have that kind of a culture in the organization where people are more important than anything else let's say if that's the culture then everybody in the organization is going to follow the leader and say okay that's what we're going to do so you can define what the belief of the company companies are in a kind of a statement Mm-hmm. and that statement becomes like a bible you know that everybody has to follow that rules and anybody who does not follow that rule uh, will not be tolerated in the company so that's that's what i believe is is that's how it's connected from the top so the top person's own personal values define the culture of the company that's what i'm talking in the book also mm-hmm. and it is very very important to have very well defined culture in the organization got it so that's my belief mm-hmm. uh one thing i picked up uh, from that answer was you know the the thing you talked about hustle so if if the founder and ceo wants his business uh, you know up and running uh, he will create like a hustle in the organization so i would like you to comment on this hustle culture within the organization uh again mm-hmm. i'm linking it to pandemic uh, so do you feel that you know with the pandemic it has helped cl- clarify a lot of misconception in a great way though there are certain sections of people who are not convinced about the productivity of remote work but what do you feel about that so so that there to <clears throat> I, i just want to disconnect few things here mm-hmm. so first let's disconnect pandemic for a minute okay let's let's look at so when we talked about the culture of the organization it would be it, it is linked to the person as i said on the top and then the culture is defined in the organization so this whole hustle culture is a total different thing mm-hmm. so um so if you if you look at china for example the china had this concept of i i don't know if you know it's 996 in the sense 9 to 9 six days a week that's how the mm-hmm. you know the culture started right in the in the us it's called you know hustle culture started by some of the entrepreneurs who wanted to make things happen quickly so the hustle culture is that okay let's get everybody tell them that this is their life the work is important and then keep keep pushing them to give them more and more um uh, get more and more work done from them so so that is how the culture of hustle started the sense that okay let's get everybody just say the focus on the work you know work hard work um, longer hours 70 hours a week is not a problem you guys can mm. do whatever we want to do it and we want to succeed on any cost i don't believe in that culture that's that's the culture which becomes uh, 
toxic in the in the in the companies uh, over a period of time you see people are mentally unhealthy in the mm. sense that they are working hard they are not um, they, they, their own personal life is sacrificed a bit i always believe in work life balance um, and and if you don't have work life balance you don't have productive employees um, mm. you don't have to really work hard you have to work hard with a smartness so yeah. you have to bring the culture in which you have to make people smart enough to work within the hours which they are given balance the life let them enjoy make it as a fun place uh, your workplace should be the fun place and leaders are responsible entrepreneurs leaders are responsible for making either a toxic culture which is what you call the hustle culture or you you can make it a sustainable fun place or healthy workplace you can give it to your uh, employees so there are the concept of making people as the center point of their um, their organization so i believe in that i never believed in the hustle culture it's not that the um, only hustle cultures are uh, successful companies uh you can make company successful without having a hustle culture and iit mm-hmm. is a great example uh we were very successful we didn't have to go through the hustle culture of it uh pandemic has nothing to do with the culture of the organization or the hustle culture of the organization mm-hmm. you can you can sit here and talk to 10 employees in the on the zoom call and hustle them and say okay why have not produced but it's not going to get that impact which you can get when you are here uh within the organization and then you're trying to make everybody work the way they want to mm-hmm. so that is what my take on this subject perfect answer especially the work life balance bit now <laughs> i feel that it's uh, it's kind of a need of an hour uh but yes so at at this point in time lalit uh, let's say uh, our listeners would want to um, connect with you they have some doubts so what is the right medium to get in touch with you any social media handles you would want to men- uh, mention here yeah i am on linkedin uh, uh-huh. i am on twitter um, at lalit dhingra people can reach me at lalit.dhingra@insignis.com uh-huh. um i think people normally wanted to chat about my book my leadership styles and stuff like that that is what i'm getting uh, queries nowadays so uh, fairly accessible <laughs> nothing else to do perfect um yes it was very fun conversation i am glad that i had i was given a chance to actually interact with you today a uh, lot many thanks from the entire springworks team for agreeing to do this podcast today and uh, i wish you all the very best for the book as well oh thank you ron thanks thanks a lot